here. This headline says Trump loses 250 million. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe Brown from Accent Logger. For years, I worked as an insurance adjuster, and now I use those experiences to help our clients fight and win. Thanks for 60k. Listen, man. Results. So, folks, you might have noticed the pattern like I did, which is that when it comes to Old Donnie, his massive you mean diaper often come in bunches. They often yeah. come in threes, and that's what happened today with not one, Coming fast not and two, furious but now. three massive legal defeats, both directly and indirectly involving Trump, but all of which do great damage to him, his movements, his bank account, and critically, his chance at freedom. And what we <laughs> have is, one, a case revolving around one of his cronies and a seized phone by the FBI. We then talk about these new bombshell revelations surrounding Fox and how they doom both Fox and Trump now and going into a potential you know, 2024 election before ending with some new developments in the case in New York, the civil case, where Donald Trump, in the most bizarre and unexpected way thus far, has just lost a $250 million decision, has nah. just lost a massive amount of money, nah. again, in a bizarre way that we have to explain. But we got to set nah. off on the journey here and talk about how, whether it's in the pocketbook or whether it's about nah. his freedom, things are going very poorly. Let's start with these new revelations around Scott Perry, because you might have known months ago now, he was uh, a member of Congress who had his phone seized. And for a long time, and it wasn't clear which way the legal decision was going to go, um, there was a debate about whether or not the FBI could actually go through the phone. So they've had it, but it's just been sitting there as they've litigated it. Now, it turns out that they can, and that's devastating for Trump and for others. Here's what's not shielded, according to the judge. In internal House GOP newsletters, not shielded. Perry's personal media strategy, that that even as a category is something, not shielded, and contacts with colleagues about 2020 election, not shielded. It seems, Glenn, that, that, that the third could really be a bonanza in terms of telling the story of the conspiracy to overturn the 2020 election result from inside the House of Representatives. You know, Nicole, I think a, a lot of this could end up being some pretty blockbuster stuff with respect to these communications. You know, I've, I've gone through the report. It, not surprisingly, is full of lots and lots of redactions. So there is still a lot of information to come. Uh, but, you know, if we connect some of the dots here, I think we always have to start with the fact that a federal judge, a magistrate judge in Pennsylvania, found probable cause that there was evidence of crime in Scott Perry's phone. Once the phone was seized and it was imaged, the prosecutors made a copy of it. We need to remember that the prosecutors have never been able to look at it. What mm. they did was they just handed it over to Chief Judge Beryl Howell for an in-camera review. The prosecutors still don't know what is in those messages. They gave Representative Perry an opportunity to lodge his speech or debate clause privilege. And this is what I find so intriguing. Uh, Representative Perry, in motions he filed with Judge Beryl Howell, said, I believe that 2,219 of my communications, emails, text messages, as, as Pete says, um, enjoy speech or debate privilege, and the prosecutors should not be permitted to look at them. Now, usually, Nicole, when we litigate issues, the prosecutors know what we're litigating. 
we know the universe of facts right. and evidence and information so we can take a position about you know what our argument is on executive privilege but the prosecutors knew nothing they just gave it to beryl howell and on her own without prosecutors ever having to argue anything she said uh no representative perry 2055 of your messages do not enjoy speech or debate clause privilege which is perhaps no surprise given perry asked for a pardon for his conduct on and around january 6 are we shocked that the 2000 plus messages that beryl howell said are not privileged really don't involve robust debate on legislation and so that's just a really good rundown of why this is such a devastating blow all of this information hurts Trump in two ways at least. One, there could be direct info about Trump on that phone, right? Like there just could be direct info. Communications between Trump and Perry or between a Trump staffer like, say, Meadows and Perry. It could also include discussions around Trump, like uh, Perry and another member of Congress talking about Trump that could incriminate. It could also incriminate Perry directly but for unrelated things or not including Trump directly and also incriminate others. So there's like three or four things there. And in each one of those, it either gives Jack Smith a direct lever to use against Trump or a lever to use against someone else to flip them or otherwise get information they were unwilling to give. Let's say there's somebody in Congress who's going to fight tooth and nail to avoid testifying or is pleading the fifth a whole bunch. Well, what you say to them is, look, man, we got you dead to rights with this new cell phone info. Um, and these carry charges and these carry fines and these carry penalties, or at the very least, these carry real, you know, public embarrassment. Why don't you just help me out and tell me everything you know about Donald Trump and his planning on J6? And, you know, things like that. You can work your way up the ladder some more. But this second part with Fox is vital because you might have heard some of the news. Last week, there was a big bunch of revelations, but there's even more today. And not only is this going to cost Fox a pretty penny, it's also really bad for Trump. Listen to the first part. We have two clips to, to really cover about this. Okay, so we're back with Claire, Charlie, and Jason. If you see the tops of people's heads, it's because they're all trying to read this. A brand new filing uh, was made today by Dominion. It's called an answering brief. David did a good job explaining it to us non-lawyers. But I'm going to read you some of what has never been seen before. It is more from the sworn testimony of Rupert Murdoch. There are others in this new filing, but I, I'm going to read you some of the verbatim from his deposition as quoted in this new filing. So it comes in this section. It says, it says, well, Fox does argue at times that its hosts were reportedly neutrally without endorsing any of the lies about Dominion. The record demonstrates the opposite. The hosts of the accused shows repeatedly endorsed the stolen election lies. Even Rupert Murdoch had to concede this point. Question, you are aware now that Fox did more than simply host these guests and give them a platform, correct? Answer from Rupert Murdoch. I think you've shown me some material in support of that. Question, in fact, you're now aware that Fox endorsed at times this false notion of a stolen election. Answer from Rupert Murdoch. Not Fox, no, not Fox, but maybe Lou Dobbs, maybe Maria as commentators. Question, we went through Fox host Maria Bartiromo, yes? Answer, yes, come on. Question, Fox host Janine Pirro. Answer, I think so. Fox business host Lou Dobbs. Answer, oh, a lot. Fox host Sean Hannity. Answer, a bit. All were in that document, correct? Answer, yes, they were. 
question about Fox endorsing the narrative of a stolen election, correct? Answer, no, some of our commentators were endorsing it. Question about their endorsement of a stolen election. Answer, yes, they endorsed. Rupert Murdoch's deposition, the filing goes on to say, quote, there you have it. Fox Corp Chairman Rupert Murdoch admitted under oath as he had to once he finally faced the evidence that the hosts of the accused Fox shows endorsed this idea of a stolen election. Um, Jason Johnson, you're nodding your head. I don't have words yet. <laughs> I, I, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. And it's so disingenuous. I, it's shocking it's so to read it in black and white. I, I, think the it's the, the, I think it's just reading it yeah. in black and white. It's like, we're not crazy. They knew it was BS too. Bill Barr knew it was BS. I think that's why we keep playing that clip that Claire and I can never get enough of. They all knew it was a lot. So it, it, it highlights there that this is devastating for a couple reasons. One, it highlights every single time they talk about Trump, as noted there, they're going into another election. Every single time they talk about Trump, it is unavoidably the case that they will be knowingly lying, seen as knowingly lying. Fox, what kind of an impact is this having on the network? It's having a huge impact, Wolf, because it's a major distraction. I mean, this network is going to have to cover the 2024 election in which Donald Trump is going to participate. He is still spewing election lies on his own truth social platform. And so every time they're going to have to revisit election coverage, this will haunt them. But I think a big finding from today, Wolf, is that, yes, we know that these hosts knew that this was bad. That deposition from last month saw exchanges of text messages in which the Tucker Carlson's of the world conceded this was a problem. But what's new today is that the top level executives also knew in real time this was bad and they did nothing to stop it. In fact, Fox's chief legal and policy officer is quoted in the deposition basically saying that Fox had a responsibility to stop these election lies from being peddled and it still acted anyway. So Oliver, but we're giving away these gold bars absolutely free. And did you notice Perfect. who's on it? That's right. None other than Donald J. Handsome. Who will make this country great once again. Trader Isn't Trump. it just beautiful? These are just yes, fantastic. Are. Let me tell you. They're yes, perfect to collect and keep for yourself or maybe even to gift a friend or family member who loves Joe. Isn't this, Either way, we're giving isn't them away this, absolutely uh, free for the next 24 hours You just fuck this yourself, up Where does this Trader. lawsuit uh, go from here? Uh, this lawsuit looks like it's going to trial, Wolf. Uh, yeah, next month yeah. It's supposed to uh, start. And, uh, you know, Fox, I, I should note, too, is pushing back against what we're reading right now. And they're saying that Dominion effectively has a very weak case. The legal experts I've spoken to uh, have, have suggested complete otherwise. And that they have said that this evidence that we're seeing presented now for the first time in these filings it is really quite damning. Well, let me ask Norm, uh, is there a strong legal case here? Uh, Wolf, I do think it is a powerful legal case. The standard of actual malice that you need to prove that Fox either knew these were lies or recklessly disregarded the truth is very high. In our country, the First Amendment protects the freedom of the press, a broad array of conversations. But here you have the damning admissions, including from the top guy, Rupert Murdoch himself, that he knew these things were not so and that Fox, he admits, they endorsed. I think Fox is facing very serious legal exposure. Now Donald Trump, even more than before, will only be associated with false coverage at Fox. 
he will never be seen by anyone again as actually getting accurate coverage when that coverage is positive because they've just shown in this lawsuit them lying for four plus years in many ways, but critically around that juncture to protect him and promote him and to silence criticism of Trump, both within their own ranks, but of course from also from the outside world. And it's also important because this goes right to the top. Last week it was individual hosts, and that's obviously very important, like these are big names. But this goes right to the executives, admitting they were doing it for the money, they were doing it to protect Trump, they were doing it to help Trump. And now all of that means they're going down together. The fate of the trial itself applies to Fox, but the fate of the decision in a political sense is no longer even partially separable from Trump. As Fox loses, so does Donald Trump. And that brings us to New York. And we've heard rumors about this, but it's finally been done and dusted where Donald Trump was trying to counter sue Letitia James. You know that she's suing him for $215 million. That's the civil lawsuit against Trump, his kids, the company, all of that happening later this year. But Trump, in a ridiculous way, launched a countersuit trying to block her. And in so doing, according to some sources at least, he was asking for like $250 million. And what ended up happening was because Trump and his lawyers have been sanctioned so much, and because, frankly, a lot of his lawyers are looking at potential criminal charges from other cases and don't want to be held in contempt for wasting the court's time in this one, they've withdrawn the case. They've given up a $250 million lawsuit, given up on $250 million because they know they have no chance of winning. This is why this is all going down. Like, Trump and his team at best, are just going to keep taking losses in court. And at worst, they're going to find themselves like Jeffrey Clark a few months ago, getting arrested in their underwear, getting detained in their underwear and all these sorts of things. It is going down, folks. For Trump, for Perry, for Stop Fox, threatening, no, threatening us with a good time, Christo. Introducing the Filter Sorb Whole House Water Conditioner. If Trump is finally arrested in his underwear, that would just be, I mean, his diaper, that would just be perfect. Exclamation point. Christ. So... Comma, that would just be too perfect. Okay. Let's see what other groovy stuff is going down, man. See what's going on, Midas Touch. Got the Midas Touch. Fox transcripts released as Jack's uh, live. Yay. Midas Touch Cut right now. Programs that are necessary to millions of Americans. So here is Midas, Midas Post. Touch. He goes, Mighty. He says it right away. Republicans on the Hill are trying to hold the economy hostage. They just won't say for what, but we are starting to get a picture. 
it's not just your social security that may hang in the balance. It's your health care too. I'll have up mm. to the top to Rupert Murdoch himself. His deposition transcripts were disinformation about the 2020 election. The decision to the decision to spread election disinformation went all the way up to the top to Rupert Murdoch himself. His deposition transcripts were prominently featured in this recently unsealed filing. The filing also exposed Rupert Murdoch using Fox to promote Republican candidates like Lindsey Graham, providing the 2020 Trump campaign with Biden campaign TV ads before they were even released, and providing other confidential information that Fox had received about Biden, like deposition prep stuff and things like that. Some real frightening and despicable stuff here. On the topic of frightening and despicable stuff, Donald Trump went on his social media platform over the past 48 hours to again threaten and attack special counsel Jack Smith, calling Jack Smith, this is a direct quote from Donald Trump, a mad dog psycho, a thug, and further attacking Jack Smith's wife, family, and friends. Look, folks, we've said it before and we'll say it again. Trump is a menace to the world. He is a menace to democracy. Yeah, hurry the fuck up and arrest him. Up yesterday, after the Republicans two years ago, fuckers exposed for their plans to repeal or sunset Social Security and Medicare. They're now shifting gears, right? They're shifting gears to cut. Trillions of dollars in Medicaid to cut $600 billion in the Affordable Care Act funding, to cut $400 billion in food stamps, and to have the budget for the Head Start program, which provides comprehensive early childhood education, health and nutrition, and parent involvement services to lower income children and families. And Republicans intend to demand that this be implemented or they are going to force America's debt into default to cause America to forfeit on its full faith and credit. President Biden has responded. We will talk about it here. And in between calling for civil war and national divorce for red states, the MAGA Republican leader, Marjorie Taylor Greene, is pretending to be a fitness influencer, and she's posting videos of herself flailing violently and oddly from pull-up bars and, and doing push-ups. Yeah, you're, you're seeing it right here. She's posting this for those, Come on. for those who are just listening and not watching. What? Thank me later. And for those watching, I'm the best part. I'm so sorry. As I said before, you are watching fascism meet weirdness and we cannot let ourselves ever be gaslit that this is normal as large media networks try to do 
but there's no doubt that there is a genuine civil war, if you will, going on within the Republican Party right now between the Trump and DeSantis factions. For example, CPAC, which promotes itself as the organization and go-to event of domestic terrorists, led by a man who was recently sued for groping the genitals of a Republican male staffer, it's now being viewed as essentially a Trump event. So DeSantis and Pence have said they aren't going there because they're going to get booed. And you have Trump continuing to attack DeSantis every day, calling him de sanctimonious. Look, enough of this MAGA Republican madness, people. We need stability. We need decency. We need compassion. We need competence. This is the Midas Touch Network. I'm Ben Micellis. Join by my brothers, Brett and Jordy, my cellist. I don't know if you noticed on that intro, I'm not tired right now. With all of the madness, I've been trying to make the tone. People have noticed. People have noticed. I need to be, because the reality is, is that it does, when I see some of this weirdness and this fascism, it does kind of make me upset. Um, but... I just think a calmer projection of, of it um, is probably a better way to. I think it's health. I think it's healthier for you, B. I think it's probably better on your blood blood pressure that you uh, react like that. But I, I can see it both ways. I like it's both just, of your. When deliveries. you watch the video like that of Marjorie Taylor Greene, like how else sometimes are you supposed to what? react what? to that? How are you doing? We'll, we'll, we'll get into that, but it's nice then, because this is a, a little respite for people from the chaos, where we get to dissect the chaos, and we get to expose just how ridiculous it all is, and sometimes you need to expose the ridiculousness and the silliness and the weirdness oh. of the fascism, but what we have really seen today, I mean, when I saw the Fox files that were released, what was it, last week? Yeah. I, my, my jaw was on the floor. When today's dropped and I started to read through this filing in the Dominion $1.6 billion defamation suit against Fox, where we saw even more correspondence internally at Fox between executives, between hosts, between producers. We got the Murdoch a transcript of his deposition, and reading those just shows truly the powers that we are up against here, folks. I mean... This is really, really no joke, and that's why this community is so important, and that's why it's all the more impressive that all of you, think about this, all of you were able to take on this Fox propaganda machine, and they were targeting Senate races, they were targeting congressional races, they were spreading lies and disinformation, and still do to this day, but I'm specifically talking about the 2020 election right here, but they were doing all that, and you guys stood up to them, and you guys defeated them. And that's why this community is so important, and that's why it's so essential for us to dig into this. I am excited to dig into this. I am enraged, and I'm trying to keep my comp voice on too, Ben, because I could be screaming about Murdoch here and all the corruption that's going on at Fox. Uh, but a lot to talk about. But right off the bat, I just want to say thank you, Midas Mighty. Thank you to this community, because it's you that is the antidote to this poisonous fascism that is pervading this country. Jordy, how are you, sir? I like mm. that, Brett. That was really, really That's well done. That's off the dome. Man. I bet it was. It's Pete's off. You're a poet. Look, I want to mix it up here real quick. I'm doing great. What we tend to do at the end of the show is tell people to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm doing that now. 
Look, we just crossed over 900,000 subscribers on the Yay. YouTube. It's all thanks to you who watch every single day and listen every single day. So please, right now, we're on our way to 1 million Congratulations. subscribers. Congratulations. We it the Midas Million Member Subscriber Marathon Month. We're going to hit a million. Just come on, hit subscribe, and let's hit that 1 million. Well, I much prefer you telling people to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Congratulations, I said. Podcast. I, I, I told everybody was... how you had a hairy back and how you wanted to shave your hair. I, I thought that. I thought I that's where they were heading too. I was. Y'all are the greatest. What did you, you say, Jordy? That you had to shave your back. I said I shaved. It was such a lawyer move by Ben right there. You said you had. You're just. You're just connecting two lines. I didn't say that, Ben. I said I shaved my back. Today I'm wearing compression <laughs> shorts. Why? So I can be more aerodynamic. Okay, now we're getting back. Now we're getting back to TMI. But mm -hmm. you know that's what you get here at the Midas Touch Network, folks. Full transparency. Full uh -huh. transparency. I've been only of Jordy's body. All right, you're talking about my cross-exam of Jordy. Let's talk about some real cross-examination, though. And this is of the Dominion lawyers in their 1.6 billion dollar defamation case against Fox. So. The prior drop of text messages and emails and deposition transcripts came from Dominion's motion for summary judgment, where Dominion is essentially asking the court, look, court, at this point, we have overwhelming evidence that Fox committed defamation of our character, of our reputation. We want you, judge, to automatically find that there is liability here. So let's just move on to the next phase, which is damages. So let's just go to the jury on damages alone. And you may remember, for example, like the Alex Jones case, even though it was held on a different grounds because he didn't participate in discovery, so he was found in default, but that case was only on damages. He was already found to be liable. But essentially, that's what Dominion was asking. Find Fox liable based on all of the facts. No reasonable jury could ever disagree with us. The facts are just so overwhelming. So that's what that filing is. Fox, however, also filed its own motion for summary judgment. By the way, this is all going on in a Delaware Superior Court. And Fox is arguing to the judge, we want you, judge, to not even let this case get before a jury. We think that we have all of this immunity under the First Amendment. There's a neutral news gathering privilege, which we think we fall under. We want you to grant summary judgment for us and dismiss this case brought by Dominion. So the filing that was unsealed today was a filing made in early February by Dominion, which is the opposition to the Fox motion for summary judgment. Now, if the court denies all of these summary judgment motions, which I actually think the court will probably just deny all of the summary judgment motions and just let it go before a jury, because courts want to sometimes make the safe move in high-profile cases. And obviously, Fox does not have a leg to stand, and I think the court should grant Dominion's motion for summary judgment. But What is Fox's motion for summary judgment? What are they, what are they asking for? Dismiss the case. Um, under the... Dismiss the case. They're just that, so, they're, it's so baffling because they're so guilty. 
Well, and, there's the, and, and their argument is the following. These crazy conspiracy theories that were out there were newsworthy. When a former president or then president is spreading conspiracy theories, we have an obligation to cover the conspiracy theories. And that's what we did. And we talked about the conspiracy theories on our program because as a news program, these were things, and they, they claim that this is something called like the neutral news gathering privilege, among other arguments. So that's, but that's what their argument is. And the give me an effing break is basically what Dominion argues in this filing. So Dominion goes, really? You claim that you are the neutral news gathering, that that's what was going on here? Let me show you these emails, deposition transcripts, and text messages. And by the way, it goes all the way to the top to Rupert Murdoch. So I want to give everybody the context of like what this motion is. Why are we getting these messages? Not just, oh, these messages just kind of came out of thin air. No, it's in that context, in that posture. So let's go through this. And so th this was one of the ones that I thought were just so outrageous. And one of the things Dominion lawyers do a great job is they put some of the most compelling stuff right at the front of these motions. So when asked why Fox continues to give a platform to people like Mike Lindell, who continues to this day to spout lies about Dominion, Murdoch agreed that it's not red or blue, that what it comes down to for him is it is green. In other words, it's about the money. And that's what Murdoch said in his own words. Rupert Murdoch also acknowledged in his deposition that numerous Fox hosts had endorsed at times this false notion of a stolen election. And just look at the kind of excellent cross-examination here. Question, this is from Dominion's lawyer. You are aware now that Fox did more than simply host these guests and give them a platform, correct? Answer, this is from Rupert Murdoch. I think you've shown me some material in support of that. Question. In fact, you are now aware that Fox endorsed, at times, this false notion of a stolen election. Answer. Not Fox. No, not Fox. But maybe Lou Dobbs. Maybe Maria as commentators. Question. We went through Fox hosts. Maria Bartiroma. Yes. Answer. Yes. Come on. We went over Fox host Janine Pirro. Answer, I think so. Fox business host Lou Dobbs. Oh, a lot. Question. Fox host Sean Hannity. Murdoch, a bit. Question. All were in that document, correct? Answer. Yes, they were. Question. About Fox endorsing the narrative of a stolen election, correct? Answer. No. Some of our commentators were endorsing it. Question. About their endorsement of a stolen election. Answer, yes, they endorsed it. So I just want to applaud the lawyer there, though, for uh, Dominion, because you saw Rupert Murdoch trying to wiggle out of it, right? He was saying, no, it's just the commentators. Because, okay, let's go through the like commentators. Their opinions of the com it's the opinions of the commentators. It's not the Fox News opinion. Oh, is it our entire primetime lineup and all of Everybody? our commentators throughout the day? Everybody who we air on our network? Oh, sure. This doesn't mean we endorse it if we air them all day long. It's, it's, uh, it's so absurd. But by the way, go back to the very first page of that deposition, right there. Perfect. 
So going to my point, why I'm trying to give our listeners and viewers the perspective of what the law is here and what Fox is arguing, that this is like a neutral news gathering immunity that they're arguing. It's the exact question that the lawyer's asking, right? And the lawyer doesn't phrase it and say, did you violate the neutral news gathering immunity? But this is how she phrases it. You are aware now that Fox did more than simply host these guests and give them a In other words, the Fox hosts did more than just be neutral gatherers, right? And then answer, I think you've shown me some material in support of that. In other words, that right there to me deads the summary judgment motion. And the lawyers for Dominion knew that, but that's why that question was just so brilliantly done. But you go on throughout this filing, for example, Rupert Murdoch, we learn, gave Jared Kushner access to Fox confidential information about Biden's ads, apparently showing them to him before they were public. And when you see this, for those watching, you see the deposition or you see portions of the file, and I'll read it for those just listening. During Trump's campaign, Rupert provided Trump's son-in-law and senior advisor, Jared Kushner, with Fox confidential information about Biden's ads, along with debate strategy. Um, and now when you see there, it says EX 600, R Murdoch 210, 6-9, 213, 17-20, EX 603. What that just means is exhibit 600, R Murdoch means that's the deposition of Rupert Murdoch. And where this is specifically admitted to by Murdoch is page 210, lines 6 through 9, page 213, lines 17 to 20, and exhibit 603, which is likely an email where the preview of Biden's ads were turned over by Murdoch, directly by Murdoch, to Jared Kushner. So that's what that means if you're following along with the filing and you see like, what is all the, what are all these words there? That's what it means. These are just direct quotes from deposition transcripts, right? It's not spin. It's not exaggeration. It's not These a theory the that said, oh, maybe this happened. No, it sure seemed like they were working together. This is Rupert Murdoch himself saying it. And it really shows you that the phrase is true, that every accusation with these people is always a confession every single time. How often has Trump in his deranged posts, in his deranged speeches that he gives around the country to these weird crowds in bizarre parking lots and then various places does he say they spied on my campaign they spied on my they spied on my campaign meanwhile he fox rupert murdoch jared kushner were all colluding together and were actually spying on the biden campaign that's what we're learning here and just think about the breach of trust here there's the, the breach of just basic business ethics the mm -hmm. biden campaign buys an ad Ad, ad time on Fox News. Rupert Murdoch finds out about it, and the first thing he does is he runs to Jared Kushner and the Trump campaign to give him an exclusive sneak peek on the ad that Biden's running. That right there is collusion. That right there is election interference coming from Fox. This is not a news network. This is a propaganda network. If anything, this is also just like a, a super PAC. This is a political organization. This has this is not even resembling any bit of a news network. I, I agree with you, Brett. And you remember when the political action arm of Midas took, tried to buy an ad on Fox mm -hmm. about the January 6th insurrection, and we just displayed the facts 
they refused to run it, despite the fact that the Midas political action arm was wanted to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to run that ad. They refused to do it. They suppressed that. Um, and that ultimately kind of, like, I wonder if Rupert Murdoch was ultimately involved in that decision. Sure. Because I, I think he probably was. We see how intimately involved he yeah. is in all of these decision making. Let's go down, Brett, to what we have marked as photo 11, which is a Lachlan Murdoch to Suzanne Scott. Suzanne Scott's the CEO of Fox. And this is about Fox's coverage of a November 14th pro-Trump rally. And um, going into the filing, Scott responded, yes, thanks. And when Lachlan then criticized Leland Vitter's coverage as, quote, smug and obnoxious, Scott said she was, quote, calling now to direct Vitter's producer to fix the issue, and indeed she did. Executive David Clark reported, quote, also got a call by Jay who heard from SS, Suzanne Scott, the CEO, that Leland was being smug and condescending. I texted him and told him to cut it out, and DCEP spoke to him, other executives spoke to him. Lachlan even gave his input on the Chiron that appeared at the bottom of the broadcast telling Suzanne Scott, the CEO, quote, the ticker at the bottom of the screen is all wrong, way too wordy and anti-Trump whenever possible. Like, why is it like this? Um, and then there's the one that basically says the narrative should be a huge celebration of the president. They want this weird conspiracy theory pro-Trump rally that the narrative should be a celebration of Donald Trump there. I mean, again, just think about that. And so here's here's one that Rupert Murdoch, um, more from the deposition of Rupert Murdoch. Um, and you, this was a question. And you could have said to Suzanne Scott, again, the CEO, or the host, with all of these election deniers that you're putting on, like Rudy Giuliani. And you, let's let just pull it up here. This is, right now, for those listening, we're just pulling up the deposition. Rupert confirmed Murdoch in his deposition in page 145, lines 8 through 13. Exhibit 600. Again, this isn't my opinion or Midas touch opinion. This is what Rupert Murdoch said in his deposition. Rupert confirmed that he, quote, could have told Suzanne Scott, stop hosting Sidney Powell. He said the same about Giuliani. Question. And you could have said to Suzanne Scott, who's the CEO, or to the host, stop putting Rudy Giuliani on the air. Answer from Rupert Murdoch. I could have, but I didn't. I could have, but I didn't. Think about that. Um, go to this next one. I think it's photo 14, which talks about how on January 5th, 2021, a day before the insurrection, there was all of these conversations by um, Rupert Murdoch and others about putting out a statement. Um, could they put out some statement before January 6th to stop the myth? that the election was stolen. They ultimately didn't. And this is, I think, one of the most powerful portions of this filing by Dominion. Here it goes. Rupert understood that Fox could do something about the false claim. Indeed, he believed that Fox was, quote, uniquely positioned to state the message that the election was not stolen. Yeah, because they spread it. On January 5th, Rupert and Scott, again, the CEO, that's who Scott is, discussed whether Hannity, Carlson, and Ingraham should say some version of the election is over and Joe Biden won. 
He hoped those words, quote, would go a long way to stop the Trump myth that the election was stolen. Scott, and the CEO of Fox, told Rupert, and here's the part I want everyone to pay attention to, that, quote, privately, they are all there. But, quote, we need to be careful about using the shows and pissing off the viewers. So nobody made a statement. The next day was January 6th. And this portion, go back to it one more time. Go back to that one more time. So the CEO of Fox told Rupert Murdoch, the owner of Fox, that privately they are all there. Just a reminder, who is they? Hannity, Carlson, Ingraham. And where, what does it mean privately they are all there? That the election is over and Joe Biden won. However, quote, we need to be careful about using the shows and pissing off viewers so nobody made a statement. The next day there was an insurrection against our democracy. To me, that part almost more than any was a mic drop moment, but was a real, real tragedy for this great country and for our democracy right there. And frankly, there needs to be accountability. What do you, what do you think about that statement, Greg? You know, I think it's interesting because it, I think it shows you also how fragile Fox News is as an entity, how scared they are. Like, you, you always think of them as having, you know, they're in control of the narrative and they're this big machine, and they are. But in this moment, you see what is the threat to that house of cards. And in this case, it's their audience leaving for a more extreme version of them. So they have radicalized their viewers, who in turn are constantly seeking more conspiratorial material to consume. They've put them in an alternate version of reality, just this bizarro world, this, this fake, phony world full of lies and conspiracy theories. And when the truth comes in, and all of a sudden those conspiracy theories are not coming true, and they're faced with reality, they're faced with the actual truth, Fox it finds themselves between a rock and a hard place. They find themselves having to make a decision, which other news networks do not have to do, which is do we lie to our viewers and further spread conspiracy theories, or do we risk them leaving to go to even more unhinged places that are going to feed our viewers with what they are looking for? We're going to pump them full of lies. They're going to run off to their next safe space because no matter what all these people say and they try to act like they're tough and, oh, look at all the woke people on the other side. And these are weak, weak-willed people who just want to be fed lies. They want to live in this fantasy land. And so you have Fox identifying that and freaking out that it's all over. It's all going to be over if we pivot. And, oh, Trump is going to come after us. And we don't want Trump to be angry. Sure. I mean, it's, it's so incredibly pathetic. It's all around. And the way they all kind of manipulate each other and are working off each other, them to the viewers, the viewers to them, the Newsmaxes, it's just like this this web of just dishonest grifters that you see just lying to the public for monetary gain. And they admit it right there in the thing, right there. And all I care about is green. All I care about is green. They're just form liars, and they are selling out our democracy for profit. And you cannot look at this any other way than a full-on attack on our democracy whether it's for profit or for power. In this case, I do think it's a lot for profit. But they are just, this is an attack on America. This is an attack on U.S. democracy like we've never seen before. And we are seeing this outlined in black and white in these filings. 1,000% bread. And that's the part of the filing that actually stood out to me the most. When he goes, it's not bread, or 
blue, it's green. It's actually an old Michael Jordan quote, but we're not going to go there for right now. It's unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. That we just allow this, this man, this Rupert Murdoch, to poison America. To poison Americans. To poison your parents. To poison our military bases. To poison just this country at large with lies. And he knows their lies. I don't know what can be done about this. Ultimately, this is what I want. I want to see his ass deported. And I know that's, you know, what, what's that going to do? Well, in no stream of life would we let this behavior, this, this terrorism continue to go on and on and on and go unchecked and unfiltered. It's absolutely appalling and ridiculous. And the strain is leading to people's deaths. This coverage, it's not news. We know it's not news. Everyone knows it's not news. But the lies are, are deadly. They're killing Americans. And they're poisoning the minds of generations of Americans. And we're just all sitting by and letting it happen to us. And so I say deport the guy. Get him the fuck out of this country. He's not an American. He's an asshole. He hates this country. They all hate this country. Where do you want to deport him to? Just get him out. <laughs> get him out. I'm not sure. The, I'm not Brett, your microphone, man. I, I assume Australia would be the, the place. And sorry to our Australian uh, listeners for the suggestion of you having to deal with Get him to Mars. Get him out. At your place. But, I, you know, keep in mind also what was happening in the background while all this was going on. I mean, Fox was hosting presidential debates. Fox yeah. is pretending to be a legitimate news network out there. And you have the major political parties, obviously the Republicans, but you also have the Democrats treating them as if they are a legitimate news organization because they have to play along with this game. And I think we really need to start asking these hard questions of do we want to be legitimizing this kind of network? And I know it's tough. I know we want to reach these viewers. And I understand that you're, you're in a tough place because you have these people that have secluded themselves behind this bubble of disinformation. And you want to reach them with the truth. You don't want them to just be hearing one side of the story all the time. So we often applaud, you know, Secretary Pete Buttigieg when he goes on Fox or when other Biden officials go on Fox or when Democrats do a great job on Fox. But I think we do have to, as a country, I think the Democrats as a political party, I think anybody who is pro-democracy in this country, pro-democracy, uh, disaffected Republicans, whoever it may be, I think we have to have the conversation of is it worth it to lend this network, which has been proven to be not just a dishonest actor, but a full-on propaganda arm that would make the likes of Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un blush at the sight of this thing. Do we want to give them that legitimacy by putting our top officials on these networks? I think we got to have that conversation. The same way that we don't refer to Republicans as conservative anymore, because it is a false narrative, and we refer to them as MAGA Republicans. You know, we refer to them as extremists and radicals, or you know, Trump cultists. Um, I don't think we can refer to Fox without making it clear it is propaganda is a propaganda network. That, that, that's just what it is, and I think anybody who's pro democracy shouldn't be nervous about kind of just calling it out. Uh, we can still spread the sh we can still spread the truth, but it's by legitimizing the platform is actually how the lies are able to spread the way they are because they're not called out. That was one of the things that 
the reason that Dominion ultimately was kind of brought into this when Sidney Powell was able to take her completely deranged conspiracy theories and pure disinformation onto Fox. It was then cloaked with a level of legitimacy that it did not have before. And then Fox was like, wow, we're getting good ratings. Let's keep it coming. Let's get on Giuliani. Let's get on all these election deniers. Then let's keep spreading it. Let's pump it. Let's pump it. And that's the problem when it gets legitimacy. So frankly, even when you, as a Democrat, show up on the network, what you are ultimately doing, though, and, and here's the thing, and I'm with you, I know we need to reach certain people, but I think there are other ways to reach people. I think, you know, talking to people uh, intelligently and compassionately with the truth and building new networks is an important thing that pro-democracy generally, the pro-democracy community needs to invest in because by giving Fox this sign that it is a news network, they are then able to spend, to spend the remaining 99.9% of the time injecting this disinformation and basically serving as a political arm Republican Party, not even a, the leader of the Republican Party. I mean, just look at here, for example, and this is um, photo 21, and then we'll hit photo 24 in a bit. So in this one right here, um, this is an example of Murdoch's direct influence over Fox, though, and talking about the messaging they wanted about uh, a tax bill of Donald Trump. Um, and so here, as Murdoch explained with respect to Dobbs, um, we'll go down, Rupert could have suggested at any point to fire Dobbs. However, he had good reason to keep him around through the 2020 election, despite believing he was an extremist as of September 2020. Dobbs was popular with both Trump and his supporters, and nobody wants Trump as an enemy because he had a great big following. So that's an example of even though he knew that Dobbs um, should be fired, he's like, let's keep him on, you know, at, at, at this point. But another example is when um, Rupert Murdoch talked about Trump's new tax bill um, and told Suzanne Scott, we must tell our viewers again and again what it is they're going to get in this tax bill. We need to push Trump's tax plan to our viewers and explain it over and over and over again to them. And here's another example, too, where Rupert Murdoch asked Suzanne Scott to have Sean Hannity say something nice about Lindsey Graham. And, and notice the language here that they say about Lindsey Graham, where they say, we cannot, this is what Murdoch is saying, we cannot lose the Senate, if at all possible. We when Lindsey Graham was running for the Senate in October 2020, Rupert wrote to Scott, you probably know about the Lou Dobbs outburst against Lindsey Graham. Could Sean Hannity say something supportive, meaning of Lindsey Graham? Quote, we cannot lose the Senate, if at all possible. Again, that's not a news network right there, right? That, that, that is a propaganda arm. Um, and, then in, and then go to Lachlan's deposition where at his deposition, Lachlan cannot recall a single instance when Fox did not follow one of his suggestions or Rupert's suggestions. In other words, what they say goes. And this reminds me of what happened over the weekend, too, where there was a host of a show called Media Buzz on Fox, which is supposed to cover the media. And Howard Kurtz 
is the host who said, I want to talk about the Dominion defamation lawsuit. Because the whole point of the show Media Buzz is to cover big events involving the media. So the biggest defamation lawsuit in the history of the media is big news. But in Howard Kurt says, a lot of people are asking me, can I cover this? And I would like to cover it, but I can't because they're not letting me at Fox. This seemed to go a little bit off script of what, of what I'm sure Rupert Murdoch would have liked, but play this video of Howard Kurt. Some of you have been asking why I'm not covering the Dominion voting machines lawsuit against Fox involving the unproven claims of election fraud in 2020, and it's absolutely a fair question. I believe I should be covering it. It's a major media story, given my role here at Fox. But the company has decided that as part of the organization being sued, I can't talk about it or write about it, at least for now. I strongly disagree with that decision, but as an employee, I have to abide by it. And if that changes, I'll let you know. Without the whole idea is so insane to me. As an employee, I mean, you know you don't have to work for the fascist corporation. Like, you don't. And by the way, someone in his position actually doesn't, right? Here's someone who's been, like, he thinks that he can't get a job anywhere else, so he has to perpetuate the fascist ideology of Fox. I mean, here's someone who's so blessed to have that position, too, that many Americans would love to have. Like, you have your host, you're probably making millions of dollars a year or whatever position you're in, and he actually has the ability to switch jobs. Like my employer tells me I cannot stand up to fascism, so I'm going to have to just support the fascism because my corporation tells me stories. Ben, you're so right because what, what he's thinking there is, oh, I'm taking the high road on this one. I'm, I'm going to look like the, the good guy here. Hey, buddy, you don't got to work there. Get out. You don't have to work there. Don't work for the fascist company. It's just so upsetting to me that this just continues to happen because ultimately what Fox News is doing, they're just – they're hurting good Americans. There are good people who are honestly tricked by, by their coverage into thinking that they are a legitimate news station. And then the propaganda just, just turns into anger, and it turns into, you know, just, just all-around death and destruction that this one network, this entertainment network, has, has caused. Get them out. Get them out. Think about, Jordy, hard-working Americans who – Maybe work one job and yeah. they're making minimum wage or they're working multiple jobs in order to just barely get by working really hard. And they're in this position because of MAGA Republican policies perpetuated by Fox. And there you have a Fox host who's making millions of dollars, mm -hmm. who's part of that infrastructure, who can get out, who can find another job somewhere. But because of their privilege, they want to aid and abet the fascist network to cripple the rest of America. And without even a shred of irony, he tries to present himself as the good guy in that video. But that is absolutely not what we're going to allow to take place, Brett. You know, it reminds me of Jordy's comment from last week when we were speaking about Mitt Romney still being a Republican. And I think your statements last week, Jordy, I think they really apply to these quote unquote straight what, news. What I called Romney a schmuck. That one, yeah, that I don't think I'm, uh, I'm not sure that's what you called it, but you basically said, like, how could you stay in this party? How could you be right. in the Republican Party? Because you are giving cover to the extremists by refusing to leave the party. And I understood your point when you said that, and I understand that especially so 
with those who consider themselves to be real journalists who work at Fox. Because to me, all you are doing at this point is you are giving cover to a fascist propaganda network that is so dangerous to our society, dangerous to our country, dangerous to the world. And you are complicit in that destruction if you work there. I don't care if this was a, your, your dream is to work in as a reporter and you got a great internship. I, I, I don't care. You need to consider your morals before you work for this company. They have been exposed for the world to see. It's not even up to the debate. And you could have, you know, all the right-wing MAGA people, whoever, tell you that this is fake news or whatever, but it's there for you to read. It's there coming out of Rupert Murdoch's mouth. So you could willfully blind yourself all you want. All you're doing is you are propping up one of the most dangerous forces to ever be inflicted on this country. And if you actually do love this country, if you actually do love the United States, you have to get out. It's the only move. You have to leave. I agree. There's no ambiguity there because you're then enabling a situation where you have a former president calling federal prosecutors thugs, mad dog, psycho, which is just frankly so incredibly embarrassing. I want to take a look at Trump's recent statements over the past 48 hours. Let's dissect some of those after this quick break. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, Neurohacker Quality of Mind. Look, we here at Midas Touch and the Midas Media Network, we are spinning a lot of plates to keep you informed on breaking news content day in and day out. That's why we're so proud to partner with Neurohacker Quality of Mind to keep us focused and improve our memory. Transforming willpower and productivity can in turn transform tons of life habits for the better from workouts to job performance to life goals. And that's why it's so important to have a sharp memory in today's work environment. Look, we've all lost our keys before or forgot something at work and ended up down on ourselves because, well, how could we forget that? Well, worry no more. Our sponsor, Neurohacker, combines 28 of the most research-backed nootropic ingredients on Earth into the ultimate brain fuel formula, quality of mind. And it's been changing people's lives for years now. For my daily mental performance and supporting long-term brain health, quality of mind is indispensable. It's so cool to take a health product where you don't have to wonder if it's working, because it does. I notice the difference in just days to my focus, my mood, my memory, and my willpower to just get things done. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in each ingredient's effect on mental clarity. It's also backed by a 100-day, 100-day money-back guarantee. So you have almost three months to try Quality of Mind at no financial risk, and you decide for yourself. Look, see what the best brain fuel formula on earth can do for your mindset. Go to neurohacker.com Midas for $100 off. That's only $39 a bottle and a listener of Midas Touch. Please use code MIDAS at checkout for an extra 15% off your first purchase. That's neurohacker.com slash MIDAS to try Quality of Mind with code MIDAS to experience life-changing mental performance. And now, back to the video. Welcome back to the show. Before talking about these recent statements by uh, Donald Trump, I want to point out this is one of the MIDAS Mighty members who uh, reached out to me on social media. They haven't given me the okay to share their name yet, so I'll just read for you the post. 
Um, the post says, my parents watch Fox, and when the Dominion filing dropped, I watched a video by Ben Micellis. He read all of the internal Fox messages with my mom, so she watched the video with her mom, and she actually had me stop it twice to ask 